Well, hello to all the filthy animals and the fucking degenerates listening in from wherever the hell you are. Welcome to the Android and Flower Power Show. Get ready, boys and girls, because this is about scandal. This is about something extremely fun, which nobody ever talks about, which is actual Indian culture. And we're not talking about the kind of culture which is seen on the surface. We're talking about the real dirty, filthy shit. So let's go. I'm in a room surrounded by a bunch of people of different characters, all of whom are here to listen in onto this thing. And yeah, I'm Android. And this is Flower Power. What's up? So How's it going? I think let's just get down to it. Sure. Why don't you start of where it begins? So it begins all the way back. It begins all the way back to uh, when I was uh, a kid, basically. This story involves my entire extended family. And uh, this is to do with a particular city in Punjab as well as the heart of India. This involves my aunts, my uncles, and the entire backstory of my parents. So my parents got married at a particular, uh, at when they were just barely kids, what, when they were in their 20s, early 20s. And uh, basically the whole thing was fucked from the beginning because it was an arranged marriage. The situation was such that uh, everybody had a lot of egos, issues, etc. It was to such an extent where now if anybody who knows about uh, Punjabi culture knows that uh, respect matters a lot to this, uh, to the family. A lot as in a lot. They did not give two shits about my parents from the get-go. To such an extent whereby one of my aunts stole all the jewelry from my parents' uh, wedding, basically. My mom never got any of the things that were promised to her. And of course, as anybody who knows Indian culture knows, in arranged marriages way, way, way back then, a lot of things are promised. A lot of things are supposed to be done, which in this case, a large portion of it was not. Now, cut to... Many years later, we shifted to a different city when I was one, one and a half years old. I'm a late child, basically. So we shifted to another city and we started living our lives. And uh, yeah, things were uh, things were going uh, pretty smooth. Well, pretty smooth. There have been ups and downs of a different level. But cut to the fact that I'm currently 30 and it's time for me to get married. Now, my entire family hates the fact that my parents had the balls to live on their own without hesitation for my own benefit. So their family has been trying to get into our good books ever since, after they fucked my parents over in so many ways that it would be considered blasphemous to even talk about it on air, including when my mom wasn't getting pregnant, an offer from one of my uncles to get her pregnant instead of my dad. And a lot of other shit has gone down, like we're not even scratching the surface. Cut forward to now, it's time for me to get married. I have a broken engagement. And that's a whole different topic that we'll get to. But cut forward now to probably around a week back, uh, a couple of months back, my aunt, who stole the jewelry from my mother, all of a sudden decides, oh my God, she's getting old and it's almost time to fucking die. So let's try and get into their good books. And they offered for me a rishta. Now... I was as it is hesitant because I knew that they're highly manipulative human beings. But 
I also knew that, hey, who knows, good can come from anywhere, so why not give it a shot? That was my mom who told me, why don't you try something out? Maybe it works out for you, maybe it doesn't. So I start meeting this particular person. I went to the city where this person was living, met this person multiple times. We ended up really liking each other. In fact, falling in love. Everything seems all right and dandy, right? Nope. The real situation was that my aunt wanted to try and take control of my life so that I would be indebted to her for a lifetime. And the family that she wanted me to get involved with was a family where most of it was hidden from us. We did not know about their actual history. We were just told from family that, yeah, that's a good family. Everything's fine. Everything's going to be all right. So we went with that, trusting that maybe they mean something good for us this time. But of course, that was not the case. So I'm meeting this girl continuously. Things are great. We're texting. Every time we meet, we can't get our hands off each other. We're constantly we're acting like proper love words do. And she says, all right, let's let the parents meet. So now the situation comes whereby the parents come to my city to meet my family. And uh, don't mean to brag, but we live well-off lives, decent lives, lives where we can say that we are happy we're comfortable and we don't rely on anybody else for comfort because my mom and dad built their lives from scratch. This family comes here, acts like they own my house, acts like they have a right to be here. And I thought, all right, fine. If that's the case, they must obviously like us. They must obviously like the whole situation and things were about to get, the things were about to go to the next level. So we were hoping for the absolute best. So I went to her, uh, the next day after the parents met, I went to her hotel to meet her. Her parents invite me to their room and I go, they start talking, saying, thank you so much for a great time. Thank you so much for everything. And uh, I was like, of course, that's what we do as our culture. My family was also the same. This is how we are in terms of our culture. So this is we would not do anything less for somebody who would become who would become a daughter of this house. Now I find out that they are going to a uncle's place, and they have to basically um, go meet him because he's suffering from X Y Z disease. So we go. And uh, I say, would it be right for me to go uh, go and meet uncle because our relationship has not been made official yet? We have not been granted the whole situation of being called a couple. We are not post the whole, we're not in the whole honeymoon phase where we're actually talking, getting to know each other and all of that in a much deeper sense. That is officially, of course. I've known this girl for months and things are going, uh, things were great between me and her. But then... I find out that the parents of the girl have already gone and spoken so much good stuff about my family to them. So that this particular uncle got a complex. And I was, uh, I was told, no, you come up, otherwise my, this uncle will get offended. I said, in my head, I'm like, who the fuck is this uncle to get offended? He has nothing to do with the family. Hmm. He has absolutely nothing to do with the family. What is happening over here? 
I go upstairs and the uncle is trying to show as if he is someone bigger than me and my family. Like I give two shits about who the fuck you are, what the fuck your family is. But how does it matter in this situation? Because um, you're getting married to their daughter. So what role this uncle has? So this is the whole situation, right? I find out then that uncle has more of a tab on the girls. That's this girl and her sister than her own parents do. In a sense that the uncle is more in control of their lives than the parents are. That I have to basically listen to what this particular uncle says over the parents, which I found absolutely ridiculous. But of course, I maintain my composure. He tries to compare with us and he actually used the words, don't teach your father how to fuck. In which case, I kept my mouth shut, obviously because I'm not stupid. Now, I'm caught in a situation because either I don't go up and I'm called a boy who does not respect his elders, or I go up and face this. I obviously had to choose to go up and face all of this because I'm not a fool. Because my reputation will get completely destroyed. Because this entire family and the family of the girl as well come from this particular area of Punjab where it's a very, very small, uh, tight-knit community and everybody knows everybody. So it's always a dick measuring game as to who is more powerful, more affluent, more influential. And that was what was happening over here. So fine, I leave, I say bye. I, uh, and this particular person is basically the father of a girl whom I went to university with. And I didn't realize until I was over there. So, and this girl, uh, this other girl is basically married in Delhi and is living her life. And I was like, okay, whatever. I leave and everything seems to be on a high note. The parents are happy. I'm happy. The girl is happy. She reaches back home to her city and all of a sudden, total radio silence for three days. Total radio silence as if these past few months and everything mean absolutely nothing. So now me and my family are wondering what the fuck happened. What the fuck actually happened that they are no, this girl is no longer talking to me. And cut forward to two days, I'm texting her, she's not responding, she's not messaging, she's not, she's keeping on saying I have work, I have this, I have that. And at one point I'm like, listen, you're keeping me on the hook over here. You either talk to me now or I consider it over. So she calls me up out of nowhere in the middle of the night and is in tears. In tears saying that I can't do this. I'm not ready for commitment. I can't handle this. I can't do this. Which, by the way, she also has a broken engagement. Which, while I was seeing her for the months, I had asked her, are you over it? Are you actually ready to move forward? Are you actually ready for these, the next step to get to the point where we can actually get married? And she had told me yes on multiple occasions. So what happened? All of a sudden, she says that she's not ready to get married. I'm like, all right, fine. If that's the case, then I will tell my uh, uh, I will tell my family that you're no longer interested, and we'll call it quits. But how does that make sense? Because when you are into a marriage finding situation, you obviously have to be ready to get married in order to look at rishtas, right? Precisely, my and my parents' question: Why? 
why would we, why would anybody do something like this? And then it hits me. It's more than likely that uh, that uncle, by the way, that uncle who basically whose house I went to was more affluent than the parents of the girl I was seeing. So it's more than possible that he told them not to uh, not to go ahead with it because of the simple fact that this uh, the father of the girl who I was seeing would not be able to financially afford my family, which is ridiculous because I had told this particular girl multiple times that we can even have a court marriage. We don't have to. Uh, we don't even have to have a big wedding as long as you care for me and I care for you. There's no issue. There's no issue at all, which she also was fine with. Then the whole story starts truly unraveling. What I found out was that the uncle whose house I went to had a relationship with the two girls. We aren't sure what kind of relationship, but from what I'm understanding from my family, after talking to the, the extended family, it could have been physical. Was that consensual or was that... No idea. No idea. And I am nobody to speak on that. I'm nobody to speak on their behalf. But I found out that this uncle has more of an influence on the girls' lives than their own parents. Now comes the next question. What the fuck were we doing for the last few months? All of a sudden, when it's time for the parents to meet, all of a sudden, when the parents were saying that they're happy, why would they all of a sudden say, all of a sudden say that they are no longer interested? Then it becomes very, very clear that there is something of another influence happening over here. Somebody has said some shit due to which the girl has called me up out of nowhere crying on the phone, continuously telling me that um, that she is no longer interested when she says that uh, when she says that uh, she actually loves me and she wants to get married to me. And she said that to me in highly intimate moments. And you know exactly what I'm talking about in terms of intimate. It, to that, my question is, if that relationship was so intimate, why couldn't she honestly come and tell you what was happening? Because of the fact that an external factor came in and told her no, which means the parents said no out of nowhere. The question is, what made them flip on that flight back to Delhi? Not, everything was fine. They even texted my parents inviting us to Delhi to actually come and see their own house. All of a sudden, why the sudden cold feet? All of this comes out because of the fact that my bua, who is oh, basically my aunt, who wants influence over me, it's come to the point whereby these, uh, we find out after that, that the uncle who we went to see was actually related to me and my family. So as, so as of what I have understood, this has been a cook-up from my own family against me, where one side wants to take control of my life, while the other side wants to make sure I never find happiness. How's them happens? So in the end, what, what this means is that 
there was something wrong. It means that they were not ready to continue this whole this whole situation, which means that the girl herself was also not strong enough to stand up for it. When I myself had stood up, I'd fallen in love. I'd gone. I was willing to go the distance with this particular person completely. And all of that was for nothing because of some external influence or the simple fact that possibly the father could not financially aff afford uh, the lifestyle that I live, which makes no sense since we said we want nothing from you. This is a modern day arranged marriage. This is not an old school one where there's a fucking dowry. We wanted nothing. We wanted fucking nothing. But no, this is how this whole situation has evolved. And now because of this particular situation, it has created a fucking thunderstorm in the two places, Delhi and Amritsar. I'm naming the two cities, Delhi and Amritsar. Because of the simple fact that everybody knows everybody else and my reputation is squeaky clean. My family's reputation is squeaky clean. That basically means that the father had something in his head from the beginning, which makes, which makes no sense. Why would he come to Mumbai in the first place then? None would make sense. So yeah, that's my story. I think a lot of arranged marriages, uh, in theory, are more of a trade-off in some shape or form. And I think a lot of us have grown into this modernized idea of love and trying to keep an open mind and finding love in arranged marriage. But uh, to a great degree, it's still a trade-off. Listen, alright, if you're going to talk about it from that perspective, everything's a trade-off. Alright? Every single thing in life is a trade-off, if you're going to talk about it that way. You, for any person who falls in love, you're trading a life together for the love that you receive. No matter what situation you go into, it is a negotiation if you think about it from that perspective. But I think if it was just a matter of, you know, not being able to afford it, there could be a conversation, there could have been a solution that could have achieved there could have been many solutions to this. And we were ready so, to talk, but they just shut the phone. They messaged my father stating that, no, he wanted to move forward when some, uh, when this particular person did not want to, uh, did not want to take it as fast as she did, which, in which case I also said, fine, take your time. What seems to be the issue? Then out of nowhere, this call comes saying that I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. To which I even asked, why did you bother bringing the parents to, Mum uh, to Mumbai? Why did you bother doing all of this shit for nothing? Literally for nothing. My time got wasted. My emotions got wasted. Everything got wasted for literally nothing. There is an absolutely lack of awareness there. or You know, not realizing how you're taking up somebody else's time and space. Clearly that's there. But then I want to circle back to one thing that you said earlier was that the uncle was in some shape or form involved with the daughters and had a thing, whatever that was. Whatever it is. And yes. we're not sure if that was consensual. We're not sure if they were molested. So in that degree, there is something bigger that's happening than just Absolutely. this. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. From what I've understood... The, like I told you, the society of Amritsar in general is about who can dick measure the most, who has more affluence, who is more rich, who is whatever. 
And do you think it's very common amongst households that you know such kind of incidents happen? Oh, absolutely. Where in India specifically, absolutely, this is a very very common phenomenon, and it's not limited to just one particular culture. This is in every single culture because. Money comes in the place of true integrity and dignity, as compared uh, as compared to what it should be in terms of two people getting together to spend a lifetime together. It makes no sense, but that's just the way it is. You have a very very good view of India, my friends. I'm sure that we're very kind, we're very sweet, we're very polite. If you only knew the true sarcasm that is in the undertones of what is said, you would view India in a whole different light. Our culture is no longer is no longer that of supporting each other, which is how families, or apparently based on what our parents tell us, used to be about. It's simple: who can get one up on the other, as opposed to actually supporting each other and growing together as a community and as a country. I think that is every other household out here. which is unfortunate but but then i i wonder how this you know uh how this spreads out into our generation and how much our generation is willing to stick their neck up to right so i am still confused about why this person could not have a clear conversation with you and mind you this person is has had multiple relationships before A failed uh, engagement, just like me, by the way. Even I've had a failed engagement, but I was more than willing to look past it and move forward. Uh, and uh, this particular person said that she was ready to move forward, and she was ready to get on with her life. And she's crying, and she, uh, mind you, then she tells me this much that she doesn't want to have this conversation. I said, look, we have to have this conversation, otherwise I'll be left hanging for the rest of my life. She's like, no, no, no! I can't do that to you. You mean too much to me. I'm like, if that was the case, why don't you stand the fuck up? Do if I really do mean that much, why don't you stand the fuck up and actually say that this is what I want? Which means that this person is not going to do anything that is not allowed to her by the parents. Which means that fine, this person comes from a, from a quote unquote good household. But that is what I mean when I say. good household is at the expense of stability mental sanity the ability to truly live peacefully the idea of living through peace is no longer an option over here it's just about money i think a lot of the most of the concept that i understand of arranged marriage is where parents have more authority over the child's choices that's how most arranged marriage setting is because a lot of people who come into from that like come into this uh, space of you know finding a partner more like now at least a lot of people are open to the idea that maybe you know you can meet someone and then you can build a connection that is completely different but a lot still comes from the older generation and they they have more control over their children and what they do and what they want for them in a partner and they are the bigger deciding party than the child itself and i mean absolutely valid in a place like india that is conservative it is absolutely valid but there is a way of, of approaching yeah yeah right there is a dignified way and then there's the brash way of saying fuck off we don't care what damage we do yeah that's to it uh, in terms of this so not only is my family devastated my extended family who actually want to control me is devastated based on indian culture it is what you call beasty 
an actual insult to the family, to my family, to my extended family. And here comes the irony of it all. Because of the fact that this has been such a big insult to my family and to my extended family, now my extended family is indebted to me and that, my friends, is called irony. <laughs> that, my friends, is called irony. As of right now, the same fucking family that tried to destroy my parents multiple times, hurt them, absolutely annihilate them, all of a sudden is indebted to me. Isn't that sweet? And look at how it had to be done. I just had to have my heart shattered. That's how it works. Karma always goes in full circle. It is full circle. And the thing is this, you talk about karma. What level is it to balance it out? What do you have to do to balance it out? Fine. I understand that this particular karma had to be balanced out in a certain way, but not at the expense of my parents' sanity. It's, they're doing everything to hold, uh, they're doing everything to hold, uh, themselves, to hold composure. To, to try and hold composure, to try and act as if everything's okay, but they're absolutely shattered. So, fine. The, this creates a situation where a cycle of uh, of hatred begins. Now, thankfully, my parents have not raised a, uh, raised an evil soul. Otherwise, I would have gone after them. I would have destroyed that uncle. I would have destroyed this entire family. Hell, my, um, hell, they think they're the only ones who have influence in Amritsar. My entire family is from, um, uh, part of my family is from Amritsar. We can destroy them in seconds, but we choose not to. Because we have a thing called culture. This is the thing. What I'm talking about now is no longer available as often and as openly as it claims to be there in India. It's a farce. It's a total farce. I mean, what they did was cruel. It, it's unusual, it, but that's how it works. Clearly, lacked some basic etiquette. You think when the you would think when the family is. Uh, you know, you're talking about people. You have grandparents involved. You have people's hopes and dreams involved. You have people who claim to be the kings of Amritsar involved. You would consider that there is a certain level of etiquette, a dignity, a fucking base on which you could actually create a good family. So apparently the definition of a good family is play around with souls until you get a dirty little kick. That's culture. That's what is the current culture versus the culture that I have just shown right now. The only reason I'm adding this is because of the simple fact that the story needs to be out there. No names, no back, uh, no other background, no understanding of who these people are. Just that this is an incident that happened and it's real. I think there are a couple of more incidents similar to this and it's not as uncommon as one would think it is. Um, but what do you think? What do you think can actually change and what do you think could be different? Or, or is it impossible to do so culturally because the culture itself is such and is spanned out in a way where everybody is just constantly trying to get the other person down that it's almost always a, a hunger game? The thing is, now comes the most fucked up part. India's poor, it's filled with hunger. It's filled with hunger. 
and we're not just talking about the mental hunger, we're talking about physical hunger. And that causes people to do very, very harsh things. By nature, I do not believe that people have it in them to be bad human beings. I feel like people are put in bad situations and they have to choose the one of two evil, the one of two necessary evils. But in this case, however, for the first time in my life, I have been proven wrong. I've been proven wrong for the first time in my 30 years of existence, whereby this was not the case, which is absolutely eye-opening. Eye-opening. It's, it's unbelievable the way people behave and act. And then they wonder, oh, why is this person acting so difficult with us? Yeah. You created a cycle. Don't tell me not to fucking respond. Because I will in time. But if this aunt was the one who brought this uh, Rishta in the first place, yes. did she run some background checks? Did my they... question again. I asked my parents this. Was there no background check done? Was there nothing done? You claim that this is a good family. I don't see it. I feel like you just did. Uh, you just found a random person and just threw them at him hoping that it'll stick like shit on a wall. I mean, first of all, this is an arranged marriage situation. So obviously two people are there to talk about marriage and spending the rest of their lives together, which is quite serious than going out on a Tinder date. Mm -hmm. uh, much more different and the intensity is completely different. Yep. So two people walk in with this, with that kind of mindset. So shouldn't there be a thorough background check before you even deep dive into it? So now the question becomes, how can you be sure of anything? Also, how state? much can a person's background define who they really are? Here's the thing, right? Exactly the question. This is what it, this is what I mean. Your credibility as a human being is not defined by your monetary value or the number of degrees you have. It's defined by how you act. And that is the thing, right? Most people don't show their true selves until it is too late. And in this situation, you can have n number of people with the most clean background in the world. But in the end, if they've not been raised to truly be good human beings, that's not what's going to show. Agreed, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. But that, uh, in, in, uh, in, when it comes to humans as well, if there's no other food, we will resort to cannibalism. And that's fine. That is how it is. That's how it works. You have to do what you want us to, to survive. Dude, these fuckers who are the parents own petrol pumps. They own, uh, they, they're, they're people who actually have a massive amount of influence. Alright? And they come during post-COVID, mind you, to my house to tell my parents that we can't afford a big marriage. Who the fuck are you messing around with? You think we're stupid? In the post-COVID when gas prices are at an all-time high and they're the ones raking in all the fucking money, you're telling me that you can't afford it? Fine, maybe there's something else. You're talking about as uh, rent is not coming? Fine, that's also fine. And like I said, money was not the thing, but who the hell are you fooling? You really think that people who have a certain standing in this world, who have a certain amount of education, who understand the, uh, the world, how it runs, the economy, will not know when you are bullshitting? How dumb do you think the rest of the world is? And that is a legitimate thing. 
from Amritsar, everybody thinks that they know more than everybody else. Now, another thing that has come up is that the, uh, that my parents have just told me that what game has actually been played is that with this particular human being, I have been told that she was told to do this so that I would beg to keep her. So that I would beg and plead to keep her because I was in love. They don't understand that my dignity and my family's dignity comes first. I don't care who you are. My family's dignity is non-negotiable and I had told that to them as well. She knew about my issues. That is the reason why my past engagement also got broken was because of the fact that no respect was given. We're not asking for money, we're asking for respect. Is that so difficult? Well, apparently it is because all that matters is money. And that's the way of the world. Fuck dignity. Fuck any form of you know, genuineness. Even genuineness is up for sale. This is the first incident that's made me truly question my own reality. Unbelievable. I think there is there are a lot of cases, case studies that I have also seen where, um, you know, people are set up to marry a certain someone to provide stability, to provide for them, or whatever that is. Like, every person has something that they're looking for or or their family in that sense and i don't think that anybody should be playing anyone in order to do so i i'm here's another theory theory. the theory is this much that uh, the father of the girl basically just wanted to show off to to the uncle uh, to the uncle that look i found somebody more influential and affluent than you ha ha shouldn't that father be more focused on protecting his daughters than doing that Apparently, that is the issue. The daughters are treated like trash. This is more of a case of a a child being treated as an accessory rather than another human being. Which my mother herself said, sometimes the parents become the greatest enemy of the child. Which absolutely blew me away today. This this was told to me. It is true in so many sense because a lot of times... Most children end up fucked up human beings because of the parents. They don't get to choose the parents. The parents choose to have a child and then they sort of become so selfish and consumed by their own wants and needs that they overlook the child's happiness Mm -hmm. eventually. And that unfortunately leads to places like this. What is more worrying is that what I don't really understand is if you have had such an intimate relationship with someone, how can you not be upfront and open and honest? Oh, which is kind of which surprising. is which is which is strange to me because you're talking about marriage. Yup, which is why this is so surprising because we I thought we were. I thought I had understood after. By the way, I've had multiple relationships. All right, I know the difference between genuineness and fakeness. I've met enough human beings. I've met over two hundred girls to get married. All right. I met over 200 girls. I have their contacts on my WhatsApp. I have all of that and I have all of that to prove that I have seen so many people. I know the difference between somebody who's being fake and genuine. This girl was genuine. I can't question her. But I have to question her as well now. Because I am lost in terms of what does it mean to truly understand a human being. Do you think she could need help? Her? Well, I would say... (laughs) Who knows? At this point, I don't know even if I need help. 
very frankly, I don't know if I'm the one who needs therapy or not. To be fair, this is not the first time that something like this has happened. And maybe it's my fault and my family's fault because based on tradition, we are told to get married by a certain age. It's expected out of you. But here's the thing, right? I didn't want to get married because it's expected. I want to get married because I've been raised as an only child. I've been alone for most of my life. That's what I've got a bunch of good friends. I've got a bunch. Uh, I've got a great situation now. But I've been alone for most of my life mentally. And all I really want is to move forward to the next thing. So naturally, I'm going in this with my best intentions. And money is not the issue. We will demand nothing out of anybody. We don't care. Of, we don't care. But I mean, yeah, happens. of course, you need companionship. We're we're humans. We're social beings. And eventually, compassion and affection is all that really runs everything in our lives. Uh, so companionship is important, but do you think that, you know, having gone to so many dates as, as in for an arranged marriage situation, mm-hmm. what, what do you think is your biggest challenge? What do you think? Why is it not, you know, each situation is so much more different than the other. Because everybody has agendas and not to get married but to please the social norm. The agenda is to please the social norm rather than to peacefully find some place where the, where the people getting married can fit. I don't know. So, if, I, I you know, it's, I can't wrap my head around it because I'm, maybe I have not been into that situation. But I think a lot of, arranged marriages are just you know it's their parents' dreams and desires being slapped onto the child agreed so be upfront be upfront no problems move on with your life don't get people's situations involved where families get involved and get so fucking messy this is a little mess my the aunt who has not shed her tears for me has been crying to me and apologizing for what has happened Somebody who did not give two shits if I lived or fucking died is doing this. I'm feeling bad for her. Somebody I had no sympathy for. I'm feeling bad. Do you think Do you think she is a changed person now or it's just... I trust nothing when it comes to my family. Because they will turn around in a second. I trust nothing. I know that this was just for their own gain because, well, uh, I'm not going to, uh, uh, what is it, censor anything. Her sons are doing shit in their lives. I'm not. I'm not trying to be arrogant here. I'm doing very, very well. I've got a bunch of projects going on and everything. And I'm not trying to show off. I'm sorry. But the reality is such that they have tried to mooch off of my parents in terms of work as well. They've tried to get my father to give them positions in my father's company so that they can also start earning properly, which would have been fine. However, we chose not to because, of course, we knew that they would rip our company to shreds if we allowed that to happen. So what is the the way for them to get involved in my life and actually control me as a human being? It was obviously the only way they can make up for all of the tragedy that has happened, all the pain, all the suffering, is by trying to give me what I want, which is a wife. 
okay so to balance things out and tap into every perspective possible yeah. i have a question for you yeah if you like someone very very much and yes. your parents are against it would you go against your parents and still you know go I after the person as long as there is dignity involved as long as there is dignity involved if my pa- if i'm being if i'm being treated like a human being if i'm being treated as an individual and my parents are being treated as individuals with respect it doesn't really matter does it what else matters what if your partner and your parents can't get along my parents are fine with me even moving out it's about my happiness it's not about anything else it's about my happiness this is what you call actual parenting when the parents say fuck everything be happy live your life but you know the thing is keep a lot of times uh, a lot of kids kids not kids adults uh, children of their parents <laughs> get um, forced into this arranged marriage situation like say for example when like the minute i turned 22 my mom was like get married get married get married look at rishtas yeah 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 right now i obviously uh, contested to that but a lot of people given i know a lot of people a lot of my friends who have gone out to these rishtas and then you know went with it because it would please their parents or mm-hmm. it would just you know bring uh, some sort of fulfillment to their family which is uh, unexplainable to me but but yeah for whatever reasons they get into it and they just suck it up and go and maybe do you think that you ended up, you've ended up meeting such kind of people or or do you think it's it's 50-50 like half the time people don't know what they want and the other half of the time is the families that fuck it up for oh it's much more than that most of the time the people who i met don't actually want to get married is because the parents have told them to it's not neither of the two it's most of the time that the, the kids themselves do not and yes in this case they are kids because they're being put into a situation that they will officially have no control over that is what you do to a child you're being treated as kids and that's fine you're not being treated as fully mature adults you have been told what to do you are not doing it because you are ready for it even know the meaning of it what the actual ramifications of it are in a culture like india so to sum it up basically this whole arranged marriage situation in india right now is pretty much run by the older generation who sort of still want to have some control over their children's life true right uh and i think the idea here is to put out a message which is you should stick your neck up if you're not ready for it and have some basic etiquette and integrity to not waste other people's time what i would say is this much right i do not have anything more to say other than the fact that there are just people there who cannot watch other people succeed beyond what their kids do some people just have this that they want to pull people down they have no other reason or rhyme to exist because it's about the social thing that's it it's all about society it's not about peace it's not about happiness it's not about living the most the best life you can it's literally about oh did i please that human being 
who doesn't even matter in the grand scheme of things or not i think this leaves us at a really open ended question is a figure out what you want before you meddle with other people's lives and families mm-hmm. and until and unless you can you know you can obviously meet people and take your time to figure it out but i think we should all be mindful about each other's space time and emotions what we need is something called emotional education what we need is true understanding of what it means to have emotions what are emotions what ramifications they have on human beings and what your actions can do to others sometimes you have no choice but to be a cold hearted bastard i understand that i understand that in business that's the way of the world in in work that's the way of the world because you have to in terms of certain things because we are competitive by nature however not when it comes to somebody's future lives this is something that it uh, in which you're talking about somebody's entire life it's as simple as that i think i'd like to end it with the last words grow a spine people period and that's the show boys and girls that's the show get ready guys because many many more of these are coming and we're not done this is just part 1 i have so many more stories and so does flower power <laughs> yeah and we are going to blow the lid off a lot of things that you can't even imagine yeah i think we we got touch on a lot of pressing points which which are not talked about openly as much oh and we're just getting started take care guys till next time